Thanks for joining us. This is Leading Life Together. group of husbands, dads, and we even have one grandpa. And we're certainly not all the same, but we do share one thing, and that is the love of God. Join us as we talk about leading life together. I will climb from this valley low. I will go to where the water flows. I will seek to find the light that heaven holds. That was our buddy Channing Stockman. Thanks a lot, man, for letting us use that tune. That was Valley Low off his album Kingdom. Go find the band on Facebook. That's Channing Stockman Music right there on Facebook. Also, buy a track on iTunes. This one right here is pretty awesome. Okay, uh, today it's just John and I, and uh, we're going to talk about kind of just starting out with the fact that a lot of people think that if you go to church, you have to follow all these a whole bunch of rules and we're going to start out with something that, that kind of explains that a little bit. We were just sitting here talking, and uh, one of the most popular verses, I think, in the Bible is uh, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. What do you think that means, John? Um, that the crux of Christianity, the crux of having a relationship with Christ is Christ. He is central to it. You don't need anything else. Uh, you can have the, the, the term I've heard used over the years is a foxhole conversion where someone in the middle of, at that point it was, they were talking about it literally in the middle of battle, but you know, in the middle of the most dire circumstance wow. in their lives, if they call out to God at that point, and if they say that, they understand that they are sinners and that they need salvation. They're saved at that moment. If, if they die one second later, they're still saved. They didn't get baptized. They didn't have communion. They didn't go to church and sing all the right songs. They didn't do anything else. It's faith in Christ alone for salvation. Yeah, and, and I kind of wanted to bring it up because we, 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 we're going to kind of go through uh, – our next few podcasts or, or hopefully a handful of podcasts are going to be about rules in church and, and perceived rules more or less than anything. And, and this is kind of just that the starting of that where you don't need rules to accept Jesus into your life and, and God in your life. You just, you just need to, to be acceptable, accepting, right? Correct. Right. You got to get to a point that, that you realize that you're broken and you can't fix yourself that there's nothing there in you that makes you right with God. The only thing that can is accepting what he has already done and did freely, wanting everyone to accept it, accept it, but realizing that not everyone would. No, I shouldn't say realizing, knowing that not everyone would. He sacrificed himself for our sins, and we just need to accept that that happened. We don't have to be baptized. We don't have to have communion. We don't have to do any of those other things we should right? because they help build community. They help uh, baptism shows that you are, you're, you're showing it to the congregation and to anybody else that's interested. I am, I am doing something that signifies I have accepted Christ as my Lord and savior. 
you don't have to give up anything in the process. You don't have to do anything other than accept Christ. Scripture says in, in Revelation that there will be those who who get into heaven almost smelling of smoke. <laughs> so that so they 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 just that it was that point of salvation that made them right with God that allowed them to spend eternity in heaven as opposed to eternity in hell. The more that you do that is Christ centered. Um and not doing it for yourself. So if you go out and you give out money and you go, hey, hey, look how good I am. Look how good I am. I'm giving out money to all these people who need help. That's that's you getting yourself glory. That's not what Christ is talking about at all. Um, in fact, he says, you know, that the uh, the person who gave two mites, two, two coins less than a penny, um, had given more than all the rich guys who had given money in the church because they gave all they had. Or that the sinner who stays at the back of the church, uh, back of the temple, because he's talking about the temple at this point, um, and wouldn't even come in to pray, but just knelt down and prayed at the back of the temple, is a whole lot more understanding of his condition and who he is than the, the religious guy who is just flaunting how great he is and is walking up front and asking, you know, basically everybody, look how good I am. You know, okay, all right. If that's what you're looking for, you just got it. That's right. it. It's all over <laughs> with at that point. But if you want a true relationship with Christ, it, it affects you outwardly by affecting you inwardly. It has to start inside and then work its way out from you. And when it does, it then it's not brassy or tinny or you know, like clanging on a pot with a, with a spoon. It's much more beautiful than that in your life. And you were just growing and people see in you something that's different. Why, why don't you get angry at these situations? Why don't you lash out? Why don't you do this or that? You know, do these circumstances are happening in your life? And it's like, well, it's not going to help the situation. And it's not who I am. And who you are kind of changes in that respect. I think a lot of these, uh, these like so-called rules that we're going to go over, I think that when you know in each discussion we have about each uh, rule that we kind of pick out, I think we're going to kind of find that over time in in your walk with Christ, your walk with God, you're going to understand that you know what maybe I do need to change this or something, right? But the, there's nobody there's nobody at church when you walk in that door that's going to tell you in order to accept Christ in your life, you have to 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 stop this and do this and do that. But over time your own relationship, you might find that, hey, some of those things I need to change because I do have a problem with this or I need this in my life to support and you know, make things better for myself or, or that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I said in a uh, podcast, uh, I think the last time we were together, uh, my in-laws were, they, they met as bartenders. Right. Um, and they were both drinkers and um, I'm not sure about how much partying they did kind of a thing, but they, they definitely had a lot of alcohol in their lives. Um, and after they became believers, they just felt like, no, you know, this is, this is not what we want to be associated with anymore. I mean, they had both gotten out of the bartending uh, by that point in time, um, but they, they completely changed from that. Um, and uh, as far as I know, to the, to the day my mother-in-law passed away, she never took another drink. 
And as far as I know, my father-in-law hasn't taken another drink. Um, out of respect to them, I don't drink around them. Um, but um, I do drink. Uh, I don't get drunk. I, I don't know that I have ever been drunk. Even when I was in high school or, you know, a young man. Um, but I don't stop myself from uh, drinking because I'm afraid that I'm going to offend somebody. If, if that's the case, then, you know, I, I defer to them and, you know, okay, if you don't want me drinking in your house, I won't drink in your house. But I still have a, a small collection of stuff at home that I will occasionally open up a bottle and, you know, drink a little bit. Well, and it kind of goes with each rule. I mean, you know, drinking is just one of the rules that people perceive. But all these rules, you know, everything in life, if you have a little bit, it's okay. Uh, well, I shouldn't say everything, but, 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 but in, in, you know, like rule drinking, for example, would be in moderation, you know, and as long as it's not a problem for you, hmm. yeah, there are some people that when they come into church, they probably should stop drinking because there's, it's an issue or, or, you know, with marital issues or, Whatever it may be, whatever the rule is, right? I I I can say for certainty that um, I have much more problems with my caloric intake than I do yeah. with my alcoholic <laughs> intake. Well, and they, and they coincide, probably. <laughs> no, not well. Not, I mean, not that I often. mean, they could. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not that often, but yeah, I I eat way too much. I mean, if there's if there's one external thing that I you know they can easily be looked at by me and say, oh man, he's got a problem with this. <laughs> it's food. I like food and I, I like quantities of food. Um, but you don't hear that in the church and all. That's and interesting. Gluttony yeah. is mentioned along with drunkenness. So, but you don't, you don't hear that as one of the, oh my gosh, you're, you're overweight. So therefore you must not be right with God. But you do hear the, oh my gosh, you, you, you have a, you have a drink. Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Why, why are you, what, you know, I heard that growing up. Right. I mean, I grew up in a very conservative church in the deep South. Um, and it was, you know, very, I, I don't want to say it was strict because it wasn't because they did have smokers that, you know, would go out behind the church, you know, between services and they would, you know, have a, have a cigarette. Um, but it was strict on, you know, how, how things were done and how you were expected to act. One of the things I like about where we attend we don't have that. There are there are things that I mean you are expected to be dressed when you come to church. Right. Yeah. Um, I wear shorts every week, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and, still have and, clothes on. You know, I'm 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 frequently in shorts during the summer, and I'm always in something Seahawk on on Sundays during the fall. Um, but you don't have to get everything fixed that you think is wrong in your life before you walk in the door. The church is more of a hospital or, yeah, I guess a hospital is a good, a good example because we're all broken in one way or another. Right. And what I see as my problem, I will try to see in other people and go, okay, I'm better than them because I don't have a problem with X and they do. Now, my problem with Y may be a whole lot more damaging to me personally, socially, and everything else, but because I don't have what they have, I don't have the problem they have. How could they have that kind of a problem? <laughs> that and that's that's a typical. I think that's a typical church reaction that people are expecting. 
right. that no matter what they think their problem is, someone is going to condemn them for that when they walk in the church. And I don't see that in church up here. I, I uh, The last three churches I've been in, um, I haven't seen that kind of condemnation I've had had all kinds of problems, you know, or not problems, but had all kinds of issues that go on with what style of music are we singing in church or what, you know, <laughs> are we having drums this week? You know, that kind of a thing. It's like, oh, come on, people. <laughs> read, read what David did. Read what it talks about in, in First and Second Kings with, with David, uh, First and Second Samuel with David, and how he worshiped God. I, I, I think that there will be a lot of ultra conservative churches. Tie clothes on, right? Well, yeah, well, no, he, know, he, yeah, yeah. he danced in his underwear <laughs> leading the Ark of the Covenant through the city of Jerusalem. And, you know, okay, I'm, I don't think that's advocating that we all go to church in our undies. <laughs> I think that would be wrong. But I also don't think we have any real idea of what worship will be like in heaven. Um, not that I anticipate, you know, a grand orchestra up there or, you know, a head banging, you know, amplified guitar kind of a, of a worship service, but I don't think it's going to be, um, uh, as, as, as we call it, as our kid, the frozen chosen. Um, (laughs) it's, it's, it, I don't see how we can not be anything, but joyous in our worship of the Lord. And I think that that is a, a thing that has happened in the church, at least in the churches I've been in as I've, as I've grown through, um, you know, the deep South and then, uh, up here, I think it's, I think it's gotten much better in the fact that you know, it's more contemporary music. It's, um, much less of the, and even if it is a, an old hymnal song, it's usually done with a different, uh, musical underscore to it. So it's a little bit more upbeat. Um, there's, you know, not the altar calls that I had when I was a kid, um, where you were just waiting for someone to go up. You were begging, please, somebody go up so the pastor will, will, will finish the service. Um, none of that happens anymore. So a lot of that old um, stereotypes that was around about the, about the church, I don't think that exists as much anymore as it used to. Yeah, like people might say, like, oh, I don't want to go to church because they're going to call me up there. What, I, and that doesn't happen. But, yeah, I mean, basically one thing – to talk about too as you were talking there i was kind of thinking about some of the things you were saying i was thinking you know a lot of people think oh well uh, this is bad and that's bad and that's bad but we have to remember that they're all equally bad correct you correct know? and there, there aren't there aren't any shades of gray here right. if if all you ever do in your entire life the only thing that you ever do is wrong is you steal one piece of bubble gum when you're four years old uh, let's give you a little bit older than that so you know the <laughs> difference between between right and wrong. You're eight years old, and you steal one piece of bubble gum. You never lie. You never cheat. You uh, don't covet anybody else's property, you know, the, the big ten. Um, if that's the only thing you ever do, you are still guilty of sin, and you will need to have a relationship with Christ to enter heaven. If If you have been the... Uh, worst, uh, please forget the stereotyping, inner city gangbanger, and you have killed people, you have raped, you have done all these other things, you are still equally as guilty in the eyes of the Lord and equally as able to be 
redeemed just by you saying, I need God. There, there's nothing you have to do. You don't have to get all cleaned up and pretty. Come as you are. And God will accept you at that point. You should grow from that point. Right. You shouldn't stay stuck there. But you should grow from that from that point. And that's, that's why I appreciate the fact that our pastor during the summer is like you in shorts, uh, more often than not in flip-flops. Yeah. Um, it's not a pageant. It's not the the great showy services. It's it's reality. It it it, it is much more approachable from that standpoint because it's not all the trappings of religion because it's not religion it's a relationship yeah yeah um you know that's uh that's funny you mentioned that because the religion side of it uh can be so uh almost like political right i mean you know we can make up all these rules and that's uh, that's what kind of the religion comes in it's like well um you know we were talking that we kind of want to bring up the fact that when people that maybe don't go to church or, or they perceive church to be a certain way, a lot of it's through media or uh, like movies um, uh, or even just their own memories from people they've known that have been to church. And, and, you know, you think a lot about Catholicism because it is one of the more popular um, like Christianity religious uh, sects of, of, of that, you know, that what of believing in Jesus Christ because we all do, uh, you know, Catholics believe in Jesus Christ and, um, right. <laughs> um, I, I would I would say that there are Catholics who believe in Jesus Christ, just as I will say that there are Calvinists, there are Baptists, there are Methodists, there are Presbyterians who believe in Jesus Christ. Not everybody be, belonging to any organized religion, no matter which one it is that uh, follows Christ doesn't guarantee that you it, it doesn't guarantee anything it, it, being part of a church is not the goal the relationship with Christ is the understanding that that without him you 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 are utterly and completely and totally lost but with him you have salvation and whether you like a more liturgical service which would be the Lutherans, the Catholics, that kind of a thing where it's more standardized. You know, um, the services are almost identical every time. Uh, that kind of a, of a process. Um, or whether you like something that's much more open, much more uh, free-flowing, or you like somewhere in between, that becomes personal preference. And none of them are more right than others as long as Christ is central. Well, and, but, but the one thing that, that divides them mostly is all these rules. And, and that's where this kind of comes in because people will, will say, oh, well, you go to church. Well, you know, how can you do X or how can you do Y? Well, because I don't go to the church that tells me I can't do Y or, or X. I go to a church that believes that I have a relationship with God and I don't need that. I don't need somebody else to tell me rules, and I don't need a a, a police of the church. Uh, has been said, you know, recently uh, from our uh, you know pulpit or whatever at our church, and 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 I like that. I, I like that we don't have a police of our church, and but the, but there are some religions out there in Christianity that do. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, growing up in the deep south, uh, most of the men in church on Sunday mornings were wearing a coat and tie. 
That was just standard practice for them. That's not that's not as much the case anymore. Uh, I mean, you get the other ones where you know, okay, yeah, you can't drink. My aunt in Kansas was uh, in a church. Um, they couldn't go to movies at all if they were going to be in any kind of a leadership position in the church. They're going to be teaching a Sunday school class, anything. They had to sign documents saying that they wouldn't do these certain things. Wow. Yeah. Um, and again, that's these are things that we consider to be bad, bad, bad sins. But these other things that we do over here that are also mentioned in Scripture, much more emphatically. I mean, obviously, there's nothing in Scripture that says anything about movies because they had no concept of them. So there was no reason to have anything. You wouldn't be talking to somebody in the first century about going and seeing an R-rated movie because they didn't have a movie. Um, or pornography. <clears throat> yeah. uh, correct. Yeah. I, I mean, they, 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 yeah, at that point in time, they didn't need it. They had the, the temple, yeah, especially in the, in the Roman culture, where you would have you know a temple to one of the Roman gods and you'd have the temple slaves that were prostitutes. Um, that you know, you give a little bit of money to the church, and you got a temple slave for a while. Um, it was a whole different culture, a whole different system. Should you are there things that we should be careful with what we are doing? Yeah, uh, I sh- I should worry a little bit more about my waistline. I should try to be healthier because by being healthier, I'm going to be, in theory, able to live a little bit longer. I'm going to be able to be more active, more productive, more outgoing in what I'm doing. Uh, Should we not smoke? Probably because there's a whole lot of other reasons why smoking is bad for you. Um, Whether that is what has become legal up here in the Northwest or whether that's the tobacco that came out of, you know, the, uh, the deep South back in the day. Um, Whichever (laughs) it, it, it still does things to your body. Should you drink in excess, no, but I also know that I had a pastor whose wife was told by a doctor to have a glass of wine with dinner because it helped with her digestion. It helped keep her stomach in more control. So a lot of things in moderation are fine. Those same things in excess become a problem. Yeah, and it's important just to kind of close up that uh, – you know, we're, we're, the whole point of this kind of introductory to this next handful of episodes is that you said the moderation, and I'm just going to kind of go off that. I mean, there is nobody, though, overseeing that moderation. And the, the point is is that it's your relationship with God, your relationship through Jesus Christ, and and that's, that's really where that's the deciding factor. It shouldn't be anybody in your church pointing fingers at you, and that, that's just something we don't see in our church. Correct. Correct. Well, cool. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Hey, not a problem. I will climb from this vibe.